This is episode 242 of the AWS podcast, released May 7th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. I'm joined by another Simon, but Simon by surname. I'm joined by <laughs> Julian Simon. <laughs> yeah. who is, uh, Hi, Simon. Nice to be back. <laughs> Good to have you back. Uh, so Julian is a principal AIML evangelist for EMEA at Amazon Web Services, uh, also um, known as the AIML guy, um, I think is probably a fair fair assessment. And um, Julian has kindly come on the show today because we're going to talk a bit about SageMaker and more importantly, the available machine learning models within SageMaker. So maybe Julian, let's spend maybe a couple of minutes just defining what SageMaker is for our listeners sure. and then get into the guts of, uh, of what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So uh, SageMaker is a, a service that was announced at uh, reInvent uh, 2017. So, you know, a few months ago. And um, it's uh, it's a new service for machine learning. And, uh, you know, I'm quite excited about that one because um, it, it lets developers and data scientists build end-to-end machine learning workflows. So you, you start experimenting with your data and your and your initial code uh, maybe using a notebook instance which is a, a managed ec2 instance coming with uh, jupyter notebooks and and pretty much all the tools that you want to uh, to have to uh, to play with your data and then using the SageMaker sdk uh, which is a python sdk uh, you can uh, literally in one api call fire up training clusters at scale and then once you're happy with the model you can fire up prediction clusters again at scale with just one api call to start serving predictions using an http endpoint so it, it in a nutshell, it lets developers and data scientists focus on the machine learning task, the high-value task of building a model, tweaking a model, uh, building the best possible uh, predictive model for their applications. And it takes away the the pain of starting and managing infrastructure for training and prediction. So it's the AWS way all over again. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Uh, get rid of heavy lifting and focus on the high-value task, focus on building the best product for your own customers. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how the thing that really appeals to me about SageMaker, amongst many things, is, is how easy it is to deploy into production. Oh, yeah. That's, and, it's always been the challenge yeah. of that closed-loop deployment. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know I've I've been involved with uh, uh, data processing and machine learning in the past, and um, I was shocked that actually deploying the model in production is the, is the hardest part. You know, you would think um, building the model, tweaking it, etc., is actually you know the the black magic part that would take most of your time but in my experience it's not in my experience the 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 um the deployment is actually the painful part uh all the more since that once the model is deployed and serving predictions you're back into production world you have to serve predictions at scale 24 7 with the right level of performance the right level of scalability uh high availability and so on and you know this is really the part that hurts and this is the part that uh, um i believe is the most difficult one to get right so 
um, you know, SageMaker helps you with this. It's one API call you deploy, and you can you can just monitor uh, the, the the prediction performance from CloudWatch, etc. So it's very very simple to do. Absolutely. Now let's focus in on the topic for today. So obviously you can create whatever models you like and use various frameworks, etc. But um, probably for people just getting started, taking something off the shelf is probably going to be the easiest course of action. So walk us through what is kind of already on the shelf for us to use and, and where you may use it. Yeah. So yeah, as, as you mentioned, of course, if you're already a machine learning and deep learning expert, you can bring your own uh, TensorFlow script or MXNet script and and you know eventually <laughs> you can use any kind of uh, any kind of script that you like, but for uh, developers and, and and organizations that just get started with deep learning and machine learning, we have a collection of off-the-shelf algos. And the first notable thing about those is that most of these have actually been written by Amazon Teams. And uh, I suspect these are actually being used by Amazon and AWS for, for our, our own internal needs. So you can expect them to be scalable. And um, a number of those um, have been implemented using a, a pretty different architecture. So let me explain. Um, typically, when you when you do machine learning, you have uh, the algorithm will load the data set in memory and, and, and work from there. So um, the amount of data that you can actually process is going to be constrained by the, the, the size of your infrastructure, the amount of, of memory that you have, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, most of the built-in algos in SageMaker, like uh, linear regression or, um, or uh, k-means for clustering or uh, PCA um, for uh, dimensionality reduction, etc., they are streaming algos. And that means data is actually flowing once through the algos. It's not being loaded and, and crunched again and again. And so that means... Um, the cost of processing 10 gigabytes, uh, you know, the first 10 gigabytes is the exact same cost and time uh, required to process uh, the next 10 and the next 10 and the next 10. So you could end up processing terabytes of data um, without, you know, blowing away uh, your memory consumption uh, without uh, requiring crazy amounts of, uh, of storage and computing power. It's, you know, that streaming architecture for these algos is, is a really, really powerful way to let developers process any amount of data. And actually, we call them infinitely scalable algorithms just because of that. Because no matter how much data you have, you can just you can just push that data through the algo and it will keep building, right? Building the model. That's that's a pretty novel way and a pretty uh, scalable way to do things. Yeah, and it's it's nice because a lot of these built-in algorithms are those ones that are, uh, I guess, for, for common use cases that people run into all the time. You know, that, that classic, you know, based on sure. the past customer response, what should I do? You know, what did what sure. did a, a previous customer do versus this customer? Or analytics of, of language and these types of things that come along all the time. Uh, what would be one or two of your favorites that you've uh, been showing customers lately? 
So, well, I, I would say, you know, I, I, I always recommend to, to, to customers, you know, start with the simple things. Um, like everyone else, you know, I, I, <laughs> I love to go crazy with the, with the more complex algos and, you know, it's, it's crazy engineering stuff and we get all excited. But uh, sometimes, you know, it's just start with linear regression. Okay, it, it a lot of problems surprisingly are linear problems, and uh, and you can get pretty good results pretty quickly uh, with linear regression or or another algo called the factorization machines, which is a, a generalization of of um, of linear regression, and it's a popular algo to build uh, recommendation models, for example. So. Start with the with the basic ones, you know. Start with the algorithms that are easy to understand, easy to uh, to tweak, and and you might get good results. And again, I I, I keep saying, you know. What does good results mean to you? Um, for some use cases, eighty percent or eighty-five percent accuracy is going to be great. You know, it's going to be more than enough to solve your business problem. For some other problems, you really want to, you know, step up your game and 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 get to ninety nine percent, and and maybe you have to do something different. But start with the simple algos and uh, linear regression, uh, clustering, classification. Um, we have an XJBoost implementation. XJBoost is a super popular classifier, um, and start from those. And and if that's not enough, um, if you're not happy with the results, then maybe you need to move on to more complicated things, and maybe you need to build your own uh, MXNet script, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But starting with the simple algos is usually the, the the better way. It's it's what I recommend to customers anyway. Yeah, and this is the the science in data science is that you know if you knew what the outcome was going to be before you started, it wouldn't be science. You're experimenting and, and trying things yeah, and having. Yeah, it these... is completely. Uh, it's a very iterative process, and uh, um, there's a there's a lot. It, it's it's really impossible to figure out. Um, you know, is algo A or algo B or algo C going to work best uh, from one data set to another? It might be different from one set of parameters to the other. It's going to be different. So it is it is really experimental. And that's why SageMaker is important because as you uh, free yourself of infrastructure concerns, um, you can run many different training jobs in parallel uh, on different training clusters or different production clusters just by using that uh, SageMaker SDK. And... Um, and you can literally try, you know, with pretty much the same Jupyter notebook, you could say, okay, I'm going to try linear regression and maybe I'm going to try XJBoost in parallel, run those training jobs in parallel and, and see, you know, which one works best for me. And, um, and even if I have a super large data set and I need 20, 50 instances for each job, no big deal, right? Just fire them up and, uh, and they will run and, um, and they will terminate automatically once they're done and you pay by the second. So you don't pay for anything else that, uh, for anything more than you should pay. And you, you look at your results and you keep tweaking. And uh, 
again, that's that's why I like SageMaker because you iterate very quickly on your models and your code, and and I believe you get to to uh, a better solution quicker than you than you would if you had to manage those uh, uh, fleets of instances and 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 you know setting them up etc etc which is not always going to be extra the, work. The, the cycle the cycle time is really important. The other thing I think is is really important for, for developers to remember is it's about the question you're trying to answer, not the particular algorithm you're going to use. So if, if you don't start with a really clear view of what the question is you're trying to answer, then you're probably just you know, oh, bumping yeah. around in the dark a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point, uh, Simon. And uh, I, I start all my talks, I, I can promise you all my deep learning or machine learning talks with this. It's please start with the question okay uh start and and if somebody comes to you and 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 doesn't know what question they want answered you know you should challenge them because machine learning um is not going to find the question for you it's it's going to find the answer okay so are, are you trying to to predict uh something or you're trying to classify something or you're trying to group something you know what what is it that you're even trying to achieve? So once you have the question, then, okay, you know it's a classification problem or a regression problem or something else. And, and you can look at maybe two or three different algos that uh, can get that job done and, uh, and tweak some parameters. And, you know, within maybe a few hours, you already get, you already get a sense of, okay, this is a machine learning problem and um, I, I have some data and, you know, maybe I can, I can get some, some results and maybe I can get better results if I have more data like this and that. So it is it is completely uh, completely iterative. But yes, the the question comes first. It sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes new shiny toys, and so the built-in algorithms they range from some of the com common ones to more specific ones. The nice thing is in the documentation it talks about where you can apply some of these and which ones benefit from GPUs, etc. So as an example, uh, there's an image classification algorithm. So this is, funnily enough, used to classify images. Uh, there's yep. a, a, a sequencing one for neural machine translation. There's oh, yeah. uh, there's one for determining topics in a set of documents, which is an unsupervised one. So there's no no example data just figures out itself there's a neural topic model for unsupervised topic learning as well so lots of different things that you can kind of point at problems but the nice thing is that in the documentation it kind of gives you an indication of which classes or domains of problems these algos are likely to be useful for yeah sure i, I would highly recommend uh, of course that you know developers read the documentation they should also read and run um, the, the collection of sample notebooks um, that have been uh, implemented. So they are pre-installed on the, the notebook instances that you use in SageMaker, but you can also find them on, on GitHub. If you just look on GitHub for uh, SageMaker examples, you'll find those. And these not only show you how to use SageMaker and how to use the built-in algos, they, they have great insight and great tips and and. Um, and information on on what those algos are good for. You know, what kind of business problem can you solve? And uh, you mentioned some of the more uh, advanced ones, and uh, and this is really important. It's not just linear regression and XGBoost, etc. Um, for example, we have this uh, sequence to sequence algo, uh, which um, 
could be used to build machine learning models. It's actually at the core of an open source project that AWS released uh, last year, a project called Sockeye. And um, Sockeye lets you build machine translation models. And actually, it's part of Amazon Translate, the high-level service that we built. Um, um, there's another advanced algo called LDA for topic modeling, and uh, you could use it as a built-in algo in SageMaker, and it's also at the core of Amazon Comprehend another high-level service. Um, and uh, this is really powerful because um, if, you're, uh, if you have a general purpose problem, it's quite likely you'll be able to, to solve it with, let's say, Amazon Recognition or Amazon Comprehend or, um, or Amazon uh, Translate, etc. But if not, you know, if you want to classify very sp domain-specific images, then uh, that image classification algo, which is deep learning based, is going to help. If you want to train a different uh, language pair for machine translation, that, that, that sequence to sequence algo is going to help. If you want to build your own topic modeling solution, then you can use that LDA algo. So I think it's really cool um, that we can tell customers, hey, Try the high-level stuff first because it's so easy to use. It's an API call away. Um, it's you know anyone can use it. If that's not enough, you can take it down one level, go into uh, uh, Amazon SageMaker, use those state-of-the-art algos um, without actually being a machine learning expert, and try to build something similar, something you know that's just more custom and more uh, more adapted to your to your data set. I think it's a, it's it's a great that um, customers have this flexibility to go high level or go you know lower level, but still using the same technology, pretty much you know the same. Uh, scalable algos that uh, Amazon teams have built. And some of these algos have actually been completely designed by uh, uh, by Amazon teams. And, uh, and there's another one that's uh, been added to SageMaker since launch it's called DeepAR. Um, it's, um, it's a time series prediction algo. So a lot of data is actually time-based, right? And um, mm -hmm. this was built by, uh, by Amazon uh, scientists, was published. There is a research paper on that one. Um, and, um, and, and I think that's, that's, that's really great, right? So it's uh, uh, Amazon experts building stuff, sharing the research with the community and sharing the, the implementation with uh, AWS customers. In, inside of SageMaker. So, you know, I, honestly, I don't think it gets any better. It's, it's a pre pretty exciting time and some, some good advice about getting started. Although I think the only flaw in your plan is you're asking uh, developers like us to read the documentation, Julian. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't read do that. <laughs> That's why we, we try first, <laughs> then we read the documentation after after banging our head against the wall for a whole day. Then it's like, oh, I'll just read the documentation. <laughs> yeah, and the notebooks. I have to say the the, the team, uh, the SageMaker team, did a fantastic work with those notebooks. And it was not just the service team. I mean, the, some, uh, some uh, additional uh, members of the extended... Uh, Machine learning family did contribute some stuff, and uh, it's the you know our documentation is is quite good, and there there are always tutorials in there, but really they went the extra mile, and uh, it's the nicest collection of uh, of uh, AWS uh, tutorials I think in 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 history. So um, they're they're really really a great resource. Good stuff. Well, Julian, thanks for coming on to the podcast again, and uh, oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
No, always, always good to have you here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.